We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Six nicks and double figures, including three off the bench. R.J. Barrett leading the way with 32. R.J. 7 of 8 from downtown as the Knicks are going to end their three-game losing streak. And the Spurs there, second consecutive defeat as Thibodeau and Popovich come together and shake hands, work together with the U.S. national program. A lot of respect for one another. Yep, you see it there. All righty then. It's more like it. You know what? I know people come here for the hard-hitting basketball analysis. So I'm going to start this. I'm going to start this post-game live stream with a little-known, little-known basketball fact about something that often, uh, you know, it's it's not talked about much, but it often ties in directly with wins and losses. And it is this. If you make shots, you tend to win. You can look it up. There's a lot of precedent. You have to dig for it, but it's there. Um, I'm being a little bit facetious because uh, obviously they have their better efforts of the season. They gave up 109 points to San Antonio, but I think the defense was a little bit better tonight. Um, at the end of the day, it helps when you make 47% of your threes on nearly 40 attempts. Um, you know, uh, I it, that's when you have evenly matched teams, which more than half the teams in the league are evenly matched right now. Um, that's that's pretty big, pretty big one. Uh, and I just tweeted out the Knicks last nine games before this one. I mean, you know, they kind of go as their shooting goes, uh, which, again, is the case for a lot of teams in this league. Um, we have a lot to talk about tonight. I I, I want to hit on several players before we get to the Super Chat. The first one, obviously, is R.J. Barrett. So R.J. Barrett's final stat line, 32 points on 20 shots. He was 7 of 8. 7 of 8 from downtown. Just This is a guy. Has he hit seven threes in the last uh, month? I don't, I don't know. Um but he was seven of eight from downtown tonight. Uh, had five rebounds, a couple assists. Um, he was obviously the next leading scorer. Played thirty nine minutes. Good defense. Um, and I'm going to read. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to read our, our uh, pinned comment here. Shout out to Prize Picks. Yes. So for anybody who missed this, Andrew Claudio uh, did indeed uh, go with the reverse jinx tonight, and he picked. Under R.J. Barrett points in our prize picks, uh, promo code film school for anybody who's not in on it yet. Um, and, uh, you know, he did that once before over the last, I don't know how many games we've been doing this, and our, and the Knicks won, and R.J. played a good game, and sure enough, tonight it happened again. So thank you, Andrew, and thank you, R.J. Barrett, for showing up. It, it's a lot easier to win um, basketball games when you're starting wing, the guy who supposed to be the second-best player on this team, a guy who figured, you know, to be not an all-star this year, but at least like in the in the conversation, uh, so to speak, um, all of those things. Uh, he showed up tonight, and it was really great to see R.J. Barrett show up. And like, you know, I, I don't know where this season's going to go. I, I, this team is still a very uneven team, and and we'll see where you know we'll see where they are. Um, hold on, turn my light off for half a second. Um, 
We'll see where they are moving forward in terms of can they get the center position sorted out? We're going to get to that in a second. Um, do they have another trade in them? Like all that stuff. But I wonder if this isn't the game, and more specifically, if the press conference after the Nuggets press conference isn't something we look back on later in the year as something of a turning point. Um, I made my thoughts very clear over the last several days in writing and in, in podcast form that I thought Tibbs chose his words very carefully. I thought he was calling out R.J. Barrett. And, um, you know, it's interesting that this is how R.J. Barrett responded to was it a slight was it not a slight maybe we'll never know uh either way 32 points seven of eight from deep is pretty good um you know I, I almost feel bad that rj is the lead story because while it was great to see him hit those threes by and large the rest of rj's game tonight was more you know was, was pretty much what we've been seeing had some uneven moments around the rim um that's the thing. He was seven of eight from downtown. He was 11 of 20 overall. That means he was only four of 12 inside the arc. That's, that's not usually what you want. Mitchell Robinson. So I'm sure we're going to have a lot of comments about Tibbs decision, uh, which is why I'm going to get to the super chat very soon. Um, you know, Mitchell Robinson is going to be the death of me. <laughs> He's been a guy that we have touted and pumped up and glorified and banked on and just everything almost since the day he he put on a nick uniform he has at various points in time over the last four years looked like the knicks most talented player he has looked like their best asset he has looked like a guy who at one point where we were like oh like he'll never accept the most money that you could offer him for this extension, because he's clearly going to get so much more than that, you know, and then they're mixed in with all that are times where he is just a maddening player. And you don't know whether to blame it on, you know, health or whatever else or any of this stuff. Um, and it's all, it all, it all goes into the pot. And at the end of the day, Mitch is what he is. And what Mitch is, is a guy who is certainly as talented as any center, almost any center in the NBA. Um, but he is a guy that when he's right, when he's going well, when he's feeling it, there are, I don't know that there's anybody on this roster with one or two exceptions that can make an impact on a game like he can. He could take over a game even by barely scoring 10 points, and he scored 11 points tonight. Again, shout-out to prize picks and my my uh, assertion that I thought the over on Mitch, Mitch five-and-a-half points was a good one. Um, or whatever I said, five-and-a-half rebounds, five-and-a-half something. He went over both. Um, he was the difference in the game tonight. Um, again, game-to-game plus-minus is kind of useless, but I would imagine he was the best plus – yeah, him and quickly were plus 13. Um, you know, other players played well, I think – Again, it's not an accident that the Knicks won a game in which multiple players played well. Um, I thought, um, you know, Derrick Rose had a nice game. I know he didn't shoot well. I thought Derrick Rose, you know, played well. I thought, again, quickly didn't shoot well. I thought quickly played well. Um, Toppin had his moments, as he always does. And and last but not least, the last, last thing I'm going to say, um, and, we'll, and we'll talk more about the guys who had great games moving forward, but, like, you know, speaking of guys who are going to be the death of me, uh, Julius Randle. Here's the thing. I'm not going to go crazy about Julius Randle tonight because, one, you know, his stat line was, what, 5 of 12 for 15 points, he had eight assists and seven rebounds. He's had stat lines like this before. I thought he played within himself, and I thought he let the other guys who were having good nights have good nights. And he, instead of interrupting that flow, I thought he amplified it. And I thought, um, I would, I have to go back and watch all of his assists, but I thought by and large, the assists that he had were like real assists and they were, you know, of the sort that, um, he earned them and they actually, apologies as I, 
get myself sorted out here because my USB connection is acting up. Um, you know, he had a really good game. But here's the thing, and this is why I'm not going to go crazy about Julius Randle tonight. If you are the best player on a basketball team and you were the highest paid player on a basketball team and you were the self-proclaimed leader of a basketball team, you know what you should do after you have, you know, a dud and a bad game and a game when um, it's very clear that you did not bring the right mentality? You should have a game like this. This is your job. Um, and and that's what he should do. And until, you know, that's why I'm not I'm, – I'm shout out to Cedric on Twitter. Cedric Shine, I'm not going to give Randall too many flowers until he brings some more consistency because that's what you deserve from the best player on the team. Okay, let's get to the Super Chats. Um, Andrew, make sure you're taking pictures in case uh, – because I've been talking for a while. I, I hope some of these don't go away. Um, Rich McLeod, does John have a henna tattoo on his hand? No, my daughter put uh, a tattoo on my hand a few days ago. It still doesn't come off. It is unicorns and – a heart lollipop, a flying heart, uh, some rainbows. I don't know. It's dad life. Uh, Robert Cross with our first comment. What's up, Robert? It's quite clear that Rowan Barrett Jr. is a friend of the KFS pod. Yeah, clearly. Um, 53 wins. Celebrate with cutlets. I actually have some leftover skirt steak in the fridge that I'm going to dip into. But, uh, hey, 53 wins. Alive and well. And, uh, yeah, I, you know, look, R.J. Barrett deserved to be called out by Tibbs, by me, by anyone. Um, I'm just happy he responded the way he did. Good good first comment. Lunas Emirat, I feel everyone's been trying to think of the best adjustment to the team when it's just been R.J. needing to be R.J. He told the haters to touch some grass. I actually know what that means now. Um, thank you, Lunas, uh, for explaining it to me. Yeah, I mean, you know – Here's the thing. I, I, I don't I don't think um, I don't think we can one thing that I'm not gonna be okay with is anybody who's be like, oh RJ, you know, told all those people who, who said critical things of him that, you know, they were they were crazy. Look, RJ's been bad. He's been a bad shooter and a and in a good defender, an okay defender. But he's a, he's been the worst high volume shooter in the league, not for three games or five games. Or like, he's, he's been this way for like two-thirds of the season, more than two-thirds of the season, actually, if we're doing the math properly. Um, he's earned the criticism, I think, personally. I, I disagree with anybody who said like, oh, you know, RJ's done, trade RJ, whatever. Um, that, anybody who's saying that, it's different. But like, he deserved the criticism because he's, he's been bad. I'm glad he responded in the way he did. Jeremy Chase, the reports of RJ's death were greatly exaggerated. Love to see the kid get back to it. Kudos to Mitch and Julius for killer games too. Go Knicks. Love the uh, shout out to Mitch and Julius. Yeah, I, and, and here's the thing. I don't think RJ, this is a one-off. a one -off. I think he just needed to see the ball in the goal, go in the basket. I think he did that, and I think he's going to be fine moving forward. I'm not I, – I haven't really been worried about RJ. I've been worried about if RJ stays in the slump for too long, you know, and again, does he rely on his own, you know, thoughts about greatness um, where he's not putting in the work or whatever. Like, that's what worried me a little bit. I figured he would come out of it, though. I just didn't know how long it would take. I certainly didn't think it was going to be tonight. <laughs> um, a, Tibbs is apparently feeling fairly sarcastic in the postgame presser. Uh, he was asked what Mitchell Robinson's response was when he told him he was going to the bench. Tibbs says, cartwheels. Good stuff. Um, Kevin Danishevsky, uh, what's going on, Kevin? Good to see you. Just want to shout out Emmanuel quickly tonight. Yes, good shout out. You said at the beginning of the season that if his shot isn't going in, he doesn't have an impact. Complete 180 now. And, yes, that's obviously been the case all season long, which is why even when Emmanuel quickly was couldn't throw the ball the ball in the ocean, had a worse shooting slump than R.J. Barrett has had um, to start the season, he was still a positive for the Knicks. And the plus-minus showed that over a good sample size, even when he wasn't hitting shots. Completely has changed his game. Um, defensively, always in the passing lanes, uh, can find different ways to score, never gets rattled. Uh, I don't – did he have a turnover tonight? I feel like he – Probably had one just because most players have a, a turnover somewhere along the way. Um, 
He had no turnovers. So there you go. I thought he really played within himself tonight. Uh, five uh, rebounds, a couple of assists. And, um, yeah, but, again, he any three from him is a good shot as far as I'm concerned. Uh, bounce back W. Greg Moran, big bounce back dub. RJ and Mitch seem to like the heated seats. I like that one. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, you know, the only other thing I'll say about RJ, and, I again, I wrote today that I, I – if it were me, I would potentially really think about putting in Grimes for him in the starting lineup while still playing him, you know, 30 minutes. Part of my rationale was because I thought their the starting lineup could use an injection of energy. And I'm not, and we'll talk a little bit about more because this game wasn't perfect. I mean, they they started off, I think they scored 13 points in the first like 10 minutes or nine minutes or something. Um, the defense I thought was good for the most part. But they, you know, it, it had some stretches still. I, I still don't know that I love the starting five. Um, I, I don't think RJ's coming out now. Um, and and look, we could we could talk about it now. Uh, New Orleans Noel was not good tonight. Um, he had nine rebounds. He had a block. You know, finished with two points. Um, played twenty six minutes. He doesn't look right. I agree. And I said this on the pregame that the theoretical version of Noel on defense is a boon to this team um, for where they are at right now. But to me, moving Mitch into the backup unit was more about getting Mitch going and playing him with, first of all, Derrick Rose, who Derrick Rose penetrates still as well as any player in the NBA. And letting Mitch – Mitch had how many offensive rebounds tonight? He had seven in the first half. I'm assuming he had eight for the game. You know, letting him play off of Rose's drives. Um, and also, that second unit plays with a lot more energy. And I think they're – you know, again, they get in passing lanes. They're more active on the perimeter. Uh, I think that Mitch not being able to move as well – works better with the second unit than the first. And the first unit just was lacking energy. Did Noel give them a little bit of energy? Maybe. I don't know. He had a couple of moments. Um, he wasn't great. Um, he's moving better than Mitch, but that that's not saying much. I, I would have gone – I probably would have gone Taj or or um, or Obi. Obviously, I, I, lo- I would love to see Obi in the starting five with, with Randall and just say to hell with it. Um, but – You know, that being said, this team and this organization, we hope, has bigger picture aspirations. And the one thing that if, you know, you stick Nerlens Noel on the bench and you put him in mothballs and he goes away and you don't play him in the rotation at all, well, guess what? Then you can't can't really trade Nerlens Noel. As of right now, I think you could still probably move the contract. I don't think it's a bad contract. I think people would be fine with the contract. Um, as a as a piece for a, for another trade or in a, in a bigger trade, um, so look let's let's judge it you know after a few weeks or whatever. Um, Manny Ortiz, we lost to the Magic twice. We're not above any win. No, we're not above any win. Good comment, Luffy. Um, can Andrew bet the under for RJ points every game? I think I'm going to make him uh, at this point because Jesus, uh, Andrew, you're the good luck charm we needed. Um, thank you for your service. Uh, Harry Donor, thank you for the contribution. We appreciate it. Um, and yes, shout out to Prize Picks. Sean Ford, feel like RJ hitting threes was the missing ingredient on offense. Seems like Tibbs got through to him. Keep it up, RJ. Now go get Miles and a W in Indy. Um, yeah, I mean, it's really tough to win when the guy who's your corner three outlet isn't making corner threes. And I know they did some other stuff tonight. I think RJ saw the ball more early, getting him in the the you know in the spots and that he feels most comfortable in. I think that's important too. But it's really hard to win games when you're when you're starting wing wing isn't making shots. Um, and they won tonight, by the way, despite the fact that Alec Burks and Evan Fournier combined to shoot four of uh, fourteen from from deep, which is you know Fournier going one for six, not ideal. Uh, shout out Julius Randle, three of five from deep two. Uh, and Derek Rose, two of two. 
Um, as for Miles Turner, uh, I'll have a bit on this in the newsletter tomorrow, so I don't want to spoil it. And I also know Jeremy Cohen has some big plan for the weekend. So I'm really not going to talk about Miles that much. What I will say is, would Miles Turner look really good in the starting lineup of this team with Mitchell Robinson coming off the bench? Absolutely. Do I think they could get Miles Turner? Yes. Do I think they should get Miles Turner if the price is right? 100%. Do I think the price will be right? I'm not so sure. Uh, I'm not giving up one of the good young players on this team. Uh, not that I necessarily think that's what Indy would even want. Um, I think it would come down to picks. I think Indiana would want one good pick for Miles Turner. And I'm not like, I, I'm not giving up a future unprotected first. If that's what it's going to take to get Turner and it's either I keep all my unprotected firsts or I, I don't have Turner, I'm going to say, fuck it. I don't want Turner because Turner's not materially altering the Knicks ceiling, you know, this season or, or next season or anything. Um, He's a really good player. He's a, he's a top borderline top 10 center, probably a top 10 center. Um, certainly a top five defensive center. He's really good. Um, his his uh, efficiency this year is the best it's ever been in his career. He, he is lighting the world on fire from inside the arc to say nothing of the fact that he's almost a 40% shooter from behind the arc. He's a good player. Um, you know, and I, I, and I don't think there's going to be as much competition for his services with him on the block as, as maybe some people might think. Um, but again, the price has to be right. Uh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not starting to empty my, my draft cupboard for, for, for him. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Next up, Kevin Danishevsky back for more. Uh, also, IQ should be starting over Fournier at this point. IQ deserves it. Tibbs is clearly more comfortable there. Fournier may still be good off the bench. So here's the thing, and I think this is like whenever we have these conversations about starting versus versus off the bench and this and that, Evan Fournier played 21 minutes tonight. Emmanuel Quickly played 26 minutes tonight. Emmanuel Quickly came off the bench. Evan Fournier starting. What is more important? Is it more important who starts or is it more important who finishes? Now, I, I obviously know the retort to that, which is like, just because you start doesn't mean you can't finish as well. And Tibbs likes to play his guys, and, and we get that. I, and, I, and I'm here for that. And, and Fournier was not good tonight. He was, the only, he was the other player that stood out to me. He had uh, uh, some 
notable gaffes, but there were also the, uh, Tom um, Piccolo tweeted out a video of a Miss San Antonio three that was wide open because Fournier and Burks like miscommunicated. Was that Burks? Was that Fournier? We don't really know. But Fournier, you know, he he if he's here's the thing about Fournier: if he's not making shots, he's not helping you win games. And I understand he had the four steals in the Bulls game. I thought he was good on defense. He's had good moments on defense. It's not consistent. He's never been a consistently strong defender in his career. He's okay. He's fine. You know, he's not really a playmaker. He doesn't like he he, he could drive and kick and the whole thing. But you know, I I I, I think you're gonna. I think that the the best thing that Evan Fournier is going to be moving forward is salary and a trade. Um, for right now, though, you know, if he becomes this team's Alfred Payton, is that the worst thing in the world? You know, a guy who like you're looking forward to the bench coming in for. He obviously is a much far superior offensive player to Alfred Payton. Um, it's just tough because he doesn't really help set the tone on defense. I I, I hear that. I'm, I'm going to stick with my guns here. I love quickly off the bench. I love quickly off the bench. I love quickly with Rose. I love I love the bench unit. I love the bench five with RJ and Rose and quickly and Mitch and Obi. That was fun. That was fucking awesome. And I just feel like quickly is a guy who is. Da- I'm going to go back to the comp again. I think the ceiling is Jason Terry. I love that 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 comp. Um, and not just because I came up with it. Um, you know, but but that being said, you know Fournier as as he's frustrating, and I don't blame you for for wanting to put him on the bench. Uh, Daniel Chang, Tibbs with the Zen Master Media move and unlocked RJ, Leon and Worldwide West unlocking Mitch with the Turner trade rumors. Chestnut checkers. <laughs> I don't even think there's actually been any trade rumors, but uh, good. You know, I mean, sure. Jeremy E. Please earmark all my future Super Chats for Andrew betting the under on RJ for points. Yes, all of the Super Chat money is going to go to Andrew to reimburse him for the money he spends taking RJ under on the points. Um, JD with a uh, comment question uh, in the regular chat. What would a Brogdon plus Turner trade to the Knicks even look like? It wouldn't look like anything because Malcolm Brogdon can't be traded until the offseason. Malcolm Brogdon um, signed an extension. This past summer, he cannot be traded this year. Um, so it's not going to look like anything. Um, <laughs> um, I like Brogdon. I think they will trade Brogdon this summer. I think they signed with that extension because they felt that the money was good and, and they wanted to get him on a fair deal, a good tradable deal. Um, so, you know, I, I that said, you know, I wouldn't rule out um, Turner being combined with some other money. I don't think the Knicks have any interest in Levert, nor, nor should they. Um, you know, but maybe a smaller salary. I mean, it's it, they're going to – the Pacers – the Knicks are going to – unless the, the Pacers want Evan Fournier, which I, I frankly don't don't know why they would, if they're rebuilding especially, um, the Knicks are going to have to cobble, cobble together a couple salaries. And, uh, you know, so there's going to have to be another player in the deal. But, you know. Not 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 Brogdon time until the offseason. Uh, Chad Cohen, RJ's two best games come in front of his two best friends from school in Zion and Trey Jones. How you doing, Chad Cohen? Good comment. Maybe we could play them all the time. I love it. Uh, thank you, O. Richardson, for the uh, super chat. My Long Island friend, my buddy, Barry Dworkin. First time, long time. First stress-free game of the season. Oh, my God, it is. Well, no, the the Magic game, but the Magic game, don't forget, we had that whole bitch and moan about uh, Julius Randle being in late with the flagrant foul, so that wasn't stress-free. And then the Philly game, I know they were up by at least whatever it was, 12 or 14 points the whole uh, second half, but that that game never felt really, like, solid. This game, you felt like they were going to win the whole most of the second half, which kudos to them. Uh, we need more games like this in our lives. Great effort on both ends of the court. Yeah. They, they, they needed a win. It doesn't matter how the fuck they got the win. They needed the win. Um, and I do think it's a sign of their character because, again, look look at what's going on in in Portland and obviously they have injuries. Um, trying to think where else. Who, who else is tanking? Uh, oh, uh, Indiana. Uh, yeah, so the Knicks didn't let go of the road. Um, overratedness. By the way, I see King DJ. Mac, what's up? What's up, King DJ? 
Overratedness. If Tibbs ever calls out Randall for his lazy defense this year, we might win the championship. I don't know if uh, calling out Randall's the move, but uh, if he could get through to Randall, I, I thought his defense was good tonight. I, again, I, I got to go back and, and watch the watch the tape, but uh, I thought the defense looked fine. Uh, Hush Zoo. After that atrocious article on Dame wanting an insane amount of money for his extension. Again, for anybody who missed it, uh, Dame, uh, according to Woj, who, by the way, Dame fired back at the article. For Look at Dame's Twitter for anybody who hasn't. Uh, interesting tweet. Uh, basically acknowledging that old shit, Neil O'Shea, the recently departed uh, uh, president of basketball for the Trailblazers, fed Woj all this stuff and as a as a way to kind of light the Blazers organization on fire. Um, I, I don't know why I got into that. In any case, so the article basically said that everything Dave's been doing, all of the, you know, I'm a Blazer for life, this, that, and the other nonsense, it's all been about getting this money. Uh, $107 million contract extension, uh, two-year extension onto his current deal, um, which would then take effect when he's like 30 five and 36 years old um pretty 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 powerful article anyway um rj for dame talk should be a crime um although his percentages are down beasley for fournier i'm not giving up on fournier but what's your thoughts um i'm i don't i i don't watch enough wolves ball to have a real good opinion on malik beasley i know he's a talented scorer um He's they've done really well with him coming off the bench this year. Um, I don't know that I want any part of Malik Beasley. Um, listen, don't give up on Fournier yet. Fournier's here's the issue with Fournier. I don't know how Fournier, how well Fournier, if you're, you're on one tonight, Andrew. Um, I don't know how well Fournier mixes in with what the Knicks do, you know. They tried to basically rejigger the formula that worked. And I spoke about this with Tom, Tom Piccolo the other night, um, or, the other, or whatever, on the recent pod, about how, like, I wonder, I'm starting to wonder if the Knicks had a formula last year that, like, you can't take out 10% of this and put in 10% of that, or 20% of this and, and put in 20% of that. I wonder if it was just so special that if you try to fuck with it, it's just going to fall apart. And I think what we're seeing now in, in the moments that have looked good and looked right um, is like this team's going to win playing a certain way. And although at the same time, like, you know, they have looked much better at moments, not playing. Like they didn't play off of Randall tonight. Randall was a key component to what they did. But, but, but what I do think is key is like, you watch quickly play and you watch Rose play and you watch Burks play and you watch RJ play. Um, you watch all these guys, even like, you know, I hate to say you watch Peyton play. And like Peyton ran around like a chicken with his fucking head cut off sometimes, but he, he ran, he was, he was, he was at it. And like Fournier just kind of sometimes has a different way of going about his business on the court. And that's not the way that last year's Knicks did things. Does it mean he can't fit? I, you know, I don't know that for sure yet. It's it's still relatively early, um, but there's a reason. I I I will maintain. I think his salary is going to be used in a trade. And I think and I don't think he's they're going to have a hard time trading him. I think he he's still a good player, and I think he's fairly paid for what he is. Um, agree. Don't don't put RJ on the table. The, the Dame stuff is is fucking frightening to me, quite frankly. Um. G beers. Julius is a great player, but the best version of this team is when our three is when our three overall is our number one scorer. Good leadership from both. RJ needs to score 24 points a game. Wow. Um, I look, I loved what our, what uh, Julius did tonight. Um, took, what did he take? Eight shots, nine shots. I think um, wasn't a lot of shots, whatever it was. And really just concentrate, took 12 shots. So a bunch of them must've been late. Cause I looked, towards the end of the game and it was only nine. Um, but here's the thing, RJ's uh, or Julius's threes were huge. 
Like the game was getting testy there in the third quarter. Uh, Julius hit back-to-back threes. I thought they were arguably the biggest shots of the game. Um, you know, really, uh, really good stuff by him. I, I, I agree. I agree. The team looks a lot better when the when the ball doesn't stop in Julius's hands. We're all in agreement of that. Nobody disagrees with that. You know, it's just. Um, I, I would like for him to let go of the rope a little bit. Um, I, I don't know about RJ scoring 24 a game and like the offense doesn't go through Julius. You know, I think it will have to go through Julius at times. It, it helped. They were hitting a bunch of threes tonight. But I think you're head, you, we're, we're headed in the right direction. Um, and, and Julius, if he's winning, I'm, I hope he'll, he'll be fine with that. Um, overratedness. Can we acknowledge Clyde getting excited from the Knicks ball movement and saying to Busher, to Bradley, to Frazier, the most wholesome moment of the night? It was the most genuine moment that I thought Clyde has had in years. Other than when he says something funny that about like his, you know, not wanting, uh, he wouldn't get technicals today because he, you know, he's, he's cheap or whatever. Like that was my favorite Clyde moment that I can remember in a long time. Thank you for pointing that out. I appreciate that. Um, great, mo- a great outfit, by the way. Um, Ben L great win tonight. Everything isn't solved. Correct. But good to see us bounce back. Randall looked way more confident on some of those late game fall away jumpers when compared with earlier this year. Great sign. Yeah. I mean, they need, I mean, the, the, every bucket he hit was really big. He only had five shots. They were all huge. Um, it, it I mean, I, I, in terms of like everything not being solved tonight, I completely agree with you. Everything was not solved tonight, but I just wonder, like, I don't want to leave tonight being like, well, they hit shots. So they won. And like RJ hit shots, so he won. And like they moved Mitch to the bench, and Mitch looked better, so they won. Like I always try to take a little bit more from wins, um, and I, I, you know, I do think coming off of the Nuggets game, to come out with this performance, you know, I'm not going to say that they were, you know, anything crazy on D. I think we've seen them at times on defense look. Otherworldly, I don't know about this year. Not much this year, um, but they were better. They were competent. They were solid. Um, and I do think the offense looked good. I do think the offense played with a purpose. I thought they moved the ball pretty well. They're never going to get a lot of assists, but I thought they played with confidence. They responded well. That's what you want to take from this. They responded well. They were down in the they were down in the dumps as the team has been since Thibodeau took over, and they responded well. So, you know. Hope it continues. C.T. Pittman, my main man, the Patriots see. Knicks play hard for four quarters, and Macri is out of detention. Yes. Man, I don't like being in detention. I like going home. I like going home at the end of the school day. So no detention for me. All is right in the world. <laughs> um, Andrew just texted me. Someone in the chat just compared Fournier to Hidu Turkaloo, and now I can't unsee it. Hidu created more, but it's a good comp. Hidu Turkaloo, man. Hidu Turkaloo, I don't want to go on a rant here. Hidu Turkaloo was damn good. And, like, he obviously a key role on the, the Kings team who was prob- that was probably the best team in the league. He was one of the four or five best players on that team. Key role on that Magic team, uh, allowing them to play uh, kind of, again, all the little um, – the 2012-13 Knicks often get credit for like starting to revolutionize basketball before the Warriors came along. Well, those Magic teams, in part because of Turkaloo's ability to hit the three ball, um, you know, we're even before that. I, I'm I'm going off on a tangent. Um, I don't I don't. It's it's. I think Turkaloo's a better player, um, but uh, yeah, not a terrible comp. Um, what else we got here? Keep it going. Renzo Souza. Randall needs to let the point guard be the point guard. Uh, not a bad con- – oh, seven, yeah, seven seconds or less, Suns. That was a pretty good one. Thank you, Andrew. Um, Randall needs to let the point guard be the point guard. Yeah, I mean, I think that's why we like him when he plays with Rose, and I think that was part of the thinking of him playing with Burks. I think, like – here's the thing. Burks isn't a point guard. We know this. 
he had a few moments today. He has a few moments every game where you really you remember he's not a point guard. But he allows Thibodeau to keep Rose in the backup as the backup point guard and in the second five. And it, and again, I, we always go back to this. It's it, for Tibbs. It really is about who finishes more than who starts and having certain guys available in certain lineup complexions. And, and look, I I'm, I'm, I'm a, obviously Thibodeau defender, the whole thing. I go to bat for the man constantly more than I, more than I, any person probably should, but he came here and he did something that none of the other coaches since Jeff Van Gundy have been able to do. And for all of our bitching and moaning and everything this year, the team is 12 and 12 after, after 24 games. And this is a team that had an over under in Vegas before the season of 41 and a half. They have played, you know, they have a, they have a dead even net rating probably, I think after tonight, they have played slightly below the expectations for most people around the league to say nothing, obviously, of Nick fans who have who have always have high expectations. But like, I think Tibbs knows what he's doing. Uh, funny in the in the chat here, uh, Ines Freedom is definitely going to box Hidu Turkoglu within the next few years, and I will pay, and I know you will pay too, Funny, a goodly sum of money to see that boxing match. Um, Hoon Song, the Admiral. Waited for RJ's interview to finish and dapped him up. Like that. Game recognized game. We back. Knicks fans were in the building tonight. Yeah, I'm sure they were. Um, saw some jerseys. Um, I also saw a comment. Uh, King Deej. Mac, I love I got love for you, but this game a Kool-Aid game. Yeah, I mean, you know. A little bit. It's a little bit of a Kool-Aid game, but At the same time, they've won all season long when they've shot well, and they're a team that's capable of shooting well. So I do think to some extent, RJ's just been off, but to some extent their shooting goes hand-in-hand with how they play on offense. I'm not disagreeing with you. I do think it was a little bit of a cool game, but like, I think there's maybe a little, little bit more to it than that. A little bit. Um, Haitian Ferg, what's going on, man? Say what you want, but RJ clearly got his ass in the gym, and the organization clearly backs Tibbs. Accountability is key for us to return to form. Well, I will say this. Um, yes, Anthony Sixto, Kool-Aid is delicious. Um, I do think the organization backs Tibbs. I think Tibbs, more than any player on the roster, um, is is the key central figure. And, you know, maybe I've watched too many coaches come through the revolving door. Maybe this is part of why I defend Tibbs so much. Um, I'm happy with that. I like accountability because um, if you don't have accountability, you don't have a basketball team. So, yeah. And then in terms of RJ, clearly the guy's ass back in the gym. I mean, I, who knows? Maybe. Uh, that'd be that'd be that'd be pretty cool if he went back in the gym after that Denver game. Uh, but yeah, accountability is key for us to return to form. Completely agree. Great comment. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zin for a spin. Zin nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Anthony Sixto again. Love our second unit. How sustainable is their style of game come playoffs when things become much more of a slower half-court game? That's a really good question, Anthony. Um, one, I hope we make the playoffs. Two, I do think 
you know, we saw Derrick Rose against Atlanta last year. Like, Derrick Rose was certainly still effective. I thought Obi Toppin had some moments. Quickly had some moments. Like, I think, you know, here's the thing. If the second unit was all based on transition, I'd be more dubious. It's not based all on transition. Like, yes, they play fast. And, yes, Obi leaks out and all of those things. The second unit, you know, Obi didn't leak out for anything tonight. They had a couple of transition opportunities that they blew. Um, it's a good, good point. Good question. I, I think they're, I think it's just the energy they play with. I, I think that's going to be, I, I think it'll be maybe less of a different, like they're not, you know, their second unit net ratings are fucking insane. It's not going to be that in the playoffs if they get there, but I think it'll still be a, a plus for sure. Um, this team needs to figure out its starters. Um, Kevin, Kevin Danishevsky, always coming back for more. I love you, Kev. Would you rather get Turner for E-H, I think you meant E-F, or Cat for the farm? Oh, my God. I got to take a drink. Um, man, this is basically asking me what I think about Carl Anthony Towns. I'm not sure I want to give up the farm for, for a cat. Not sure. I might. Um, oh, Turner for eh. Oh, Turner for eh. Okay. Well, it doesn't matter. My, my, my opinion doesn't really change. Um, I think I'd rather get Turner for not much and see where that takes me. And then kick the can on cat down the road. Good question. Um, Nick Kakalovsky, would Evan and Noel for Wiggins work? Uh, Evan's making uh, 17 this year, 17 and change. Noel's making nine, although now with the now with the bonuses that didn't come through, no, it's still nine. So the, the money would work. The money would work, barely, I think. Uh, uh, but why are we even talking about this? The, the Warriors would never do that. Uh, I was like, why am I spending so much time on this? The Warriors aren't making that trade. Um, Kevin, your Jeff Van Gundy comment is unfair to Woody. Ah, I don't know about that. Woody, uh, Woody was a good, solid coach. I think Woody took advantage of the fact that at the end of the 2011-12 season, Melo went scorched earth because he was basically went on an FU tour in response to the to insanity. Um, and then 2012-13, like I think Woody let the guys on his team like do what they what they needed to do. And he was veteran laden. That was a veteran laden team. It was a great team. Um, had a lot of talent and he put those talented guys in a position to win. But Woody inherited a roster that was expected to do things. Um, Tibbs inherited a roster that was expected to do nothing. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm giving a lot more credit to Tibbs than Woody. No, no, no offense. I think Woody certainly without question, Ben, the second best coach since Jeff Van Gundy. And I think he's closer to Tibbs than he is to everybody else. Um, but I think I, I have Tibbs a little bit, a little bit higher there. Um, Jason M. Would you do a top five protected first for Turner? God, no. Um, I'm not even sure. I saw <laughs> just so your comment, Andrew. I'm not even sure I would do a top 10. I don't think I do a top 10 protected first for for um Turner. I think I think I would probably draw the line at a lottery protected first that converted to two seconds and either the Hornets pick or the Mavs pick. So like on paper, the the Pacers would be getting two first round picks. In reality, they'd be getting either a top ten protected pick or a pick that's I think the, the Hornets protection also tops out at 
and lottery protection. So whatever, they'd be getting a pick in the teens. And then the Knicks pick, I would, I would, I would give them this year's upcoming pick. I would do a lottery protected. Would I, would I, would I fuck around and, and get cute with like, you know, top 12 or top 10? Like, I, I don't know. How much were we all screaming about Chris Duarte? Like Quentin Grimes might be a good player, but like, boy, Chris Duarte would look good on this team. And Chris Duarte was whatever he was, the 13th pick in the draft. Like sometimes those back end lottery guys are guys you really want. Um, and it's just like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not giving up the chance to draft a guy that I really like for a, for a miles Turner move. That's probably not even going to win me a playoff series. Might, might make the difference between a, a, a home playoff play in game versus a road play in game, or maybe even a playoff spot versus a play in game. Maybe that's, I'm not, I'm not giving up too much for, for that guy. Um, all right. I think that's it. Um, I, Andrew, let me know if I, if I forgot anything. Um, oh, I just saw Mark Berman's tweet. Tim, 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 Tim Tom Thibodeau, downright giddy after this one. I thought great energy, great effort. The focus was much better. It was the unselfishness on both sides of the ball. Love it. Love you, Tibbs. You're the man. Uh, Jaden Darcy, and then I'll get to the, the pin. Um, well, let me get the pin chat. Um, tonight was a season changing night for our Knicks. This is from NY B more. RJ said something last game about knowing where his shots are now. Uh, he did. Um, Oh, sorry. Um, checking in from Cairns, 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 Australia. Got up at 4 a.m. to watch them lay an egg against Denver. God bless you, Jaden. Good to see them bounce back. I liked Julius's game today. Great comment. Good way to end it. Um, trying to think if there's anything else I want to say. No, I think we're good. I really appreciate everybody in the chat, everybody in the super chat tonight. Um, yeah, Jaden Dar- Darcy, you 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 are the MVP. Getting up at four a.m. to watch that fucking Denver game. Um, I want to go to Australia one day. Australia is one place that I've never been. And I'd love to go. Um, good team win tonight. Necessary win. Maybe we look back on it as a season-saving win. I think tomorrow, you know, back to back, going from Texas to Indianapolis. Like, do they have to win that game? No, they don't have to win that game, but. You know, show up, give your effort, and then um, we'll uh, come back and talk about it tomorrow night. Uh, Until then, everybody have a great day, and we will uh, talk to you soon. Peace out.